welcome to the Freed Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Heil, founding member of the Freed Fellowship and Freed Media. This is a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between entrepreneur and entrepreneur. In this episode, you'll hear one Freed story from someone who made the jump from the corporate world to the vast unknown of entrepreneurship. We at Freed Media know that the road to entrepreneurship can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. We hope that in sharing Freed stories, that you will gain some tangible tips on how to get freed yourself. It's our mission to provide support and community for those working their five to nine side hustles and jotting down their someday business plan. We're navigating the journey ourselves, and we'd love to take you along with us. Ready to get freed? Hello, everyone. We are back again with another fellow and their freed story. Today, I am joined by Elif Eakin. Hello, Elif. Hello, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to dive into your journey. Thanks for having me. This will be fun. (laughs) Could you let the audience know what your current job and title is? So right now I am currently the culinary artist and owner of Bohemian Baklava, where I punk out Turkish baklava with different flavor infusions. And I'm about to open up a Turkish cafe called Kave Cafe. Wow. My mouth is watering. How new is this venture and what got you started on this journey? So I've been doing baklava for probably over 10 years here in Salt Lake City. Took a little bit of a hiatus when I had my daughter and I couldn't keep her contained in the stroller anymore. And then brought back baklava about six or seven years ago and started to sell wholesale to restaurants and cafes around town as well as direct to customer Cave Cafe kind of started because the pandemic happened and all of my wholesale orders just dried up. And I was like, huh, if baklava is going to survive, then I need to pivot really hard and do something really scary and open up my own cafe. So this is kind of about a year old, this whole like shifting to like create my own cafe kind of thing. That's amazing. Um, When we talked a little bit previously, one of the things that I thought was cool was that you accepted flavor challenges from the people that you know, creating new specialized flavors for baklava. What are one of the craziest things that you've created? So I think the craziest challenge I had was by a six-year-old. She wanted me to do watermelon cotton candy baklava. Wow. And so it was about, all right, I had to ask specific questions to a six-year-old, like, what does watermelon cotton candy (laughs) taste like? Is it more cotton candy-ish or more watermelon-ish? Because then you have to figure out Mm -hmm. what flavor you're going to add to the syrup. And then she wanted color. So I put sanding sugar, you know, like the the sprinkles, the colored sprinkles so that when it would pop, it would pop. And it kind of, the flavor was there, but like the whole visual aspect kind of died because when I plated the cotton candy, because I wanted to put cotton candy tuft on top of a piece of baklava. And even though it was cool, it had a lot of moisture. So it all just shriveled up into this, like, you know, what cotton candy looks like when it's like dead, (laughs) no moist and dead. It's this shriveled up piece of like red goo. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, the six-year-old loved it. It was fantastic. And I'm like, huh. All right. That probably was the trickiest challenge I've ever had. Six-year-olds do have the wildest imaginations. (laughs) But flavor-wise, she said that it was exactly what she imagined. I'm like, okay, good to know. I hate the flavor on that. (laughs) Well, I guess that's good segue into our next question, talking about kids and their crazy ideas. 
When you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up and how did that morph into what you do today? Wow. It totally didn't morph into what I do today. So (laughs) when I grew up, I wanted to learn sign language and speak to gorillas and chimpanzees. Wow. So I wanted to be a whole Jane Goodall kind of person. I did a whole science project. I was going to do this. And yeah, it it totally, I went into psychology first year because I wanted to do that, you know, to kind of set the foundation. And yeah, I failed psychology. Like this is not my strength. So we moved (laughs) on to art and art history. So I guess failing at psychology led me to art and art history, which then led me to be a culinary artist where I use the phyllo dough and the nuts and the colors as kind of like a a palette of like flavors rather Mm -hmm. than paints. Amazing. You kind of remind me of when I watched Chop and they're talking about just using all the ingredients as their paint and the plate is their canvas. So Uh that is awesome. In the creation of this cafe you have going on, what has been your biggest failure along the way? And what did you learn from it in this creation? I think the biggest failure was thinking that I wasn't smart enough to try this on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm a single mom and I'm just on my own here with my daughter here in Salt Lake. My parents are all back East. The idea of creating a cafe was so big that I'm like, I need so much help. And I originally teamed up with someone who already had a cafe thinking, oh, this is going to be good because he's already done this, right? But then I realized when he didn't put any effort into helping and I ended up doing it, I'm like, wow, I'm way more capable of doing this than I gave myself credit for. So I think the greatest failure that gave me strength is like underestimating my own capability to do this or to get it done. I just was like, well, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to find my, how am I, I'm just a single mom. I used all of those limiting belief structures Mm -hmm. to like cut me down when actually like when you want something, you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Let's say sometimes you want it done it right. You just got to do it yourself. Exactly. Good for you. So that's perfect for what I want to know next is if you were talking to your previous self or someone that wanted to start on the same path as you, what are two pieces of advice or tricks that you would send them on their way with? I think there's always been this piece of advice that someone gave me years ago. You know, when I was looking for a kitchen, I literally was that obnoxious person coming into cafes going, I've been here. You don't use your kitchen. You should rent to me. (laughs) And people would look at me like, oh my God, who is this crazy woman? And please get them out of my cafe. And this one day (laughs) out of the shadows, I hear this voice. It's like, hey kid, come here. I want to talk to you. He had like this Bronx accent from the East Coast. And I sat down and he's like, I admire your chutzpah, but Mm. let me educate you on how you do business in Salt Lake City. And he ended up being the owner of this local specialty market here. And one of the things that he told me that I always tell everybody is mind your reputation Mm -hmm. because you never know who knows someone that will affect your reputation. And that's one of the biggest things that I've taken over the last 20 years of doing what I do is I'm always mindful of my reputation and I'm always mindful of my interactions with people, whether or not they're my customer or not, whether or not you're networking or whatever, always be mindful of how you treat other people because it will come back around and it will bite you in the ass. And I've seen it happen Mm -hmm. with other people. I think the other thing that I would say is that be vulnerable and be authentic. I think that in order to really connect with people and your customer base is you really need to be willing to show, as they say, warts and all, like 
life is not all about the happy, happy, shiny Instagram posts. Like show that your baklava fell off the stove and landed mm-hmm. upside down because you didn't mind where you were going. Show mm-hmm. that all your filo dough is dried up. You know what I mean? Like be honest because that's where the people create connection. Cause you're, if you're always happy, happy, shiny, then they can't ever connect with you Mm -hmm. on that real level and invest in you. I completely agree. They always say curate your Instagram, how you want like an art gallery, like how you want to view your life. And I completely agree with that. We're so blinded by what's going on on Instagram. It's good to get some raw footage once in a while. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. For sure. So at the Freed Fellowship, we are trying to build a gap between entrepreneur and entrepreneur and build a good community where we can all grow together. What has helped you navigate the jump to entrepreneurship before this? It can be a book, a podcast, a person, a social media account. I think the biggest turning point for me was Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. Mm. And there's a section in her book where she talks about how ideas are magic and they come to the person and they land. And if you don't take them in and do something with those ideas, then they're going to fly away to someone else and they're going to find an anchor in somewhere else. And I think that people get stuck when these crazy ideas come in their head and they're like, why did that happen? That's totally not what I can do. And then six months later, they see somebody else doing it. The idea came to them for a reason. You know, and I think reading Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to take time and I'm going to investigate that idea. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't. But at least I've honored that there is this idea that just happened, you know, into my universe says, hey, you need to look at this or hey, you need to talk to this person and follow through with it. So then then I either have closure where I started or I have closure where I'm like, I'm okay if somebody takes that idea. That's amazing. You're manifesting your own destiny, kind of. Yeah. So where do you see yourself and your business five years from now? Five years from now, I would really like to have a more nationwide, broader audience for my baklava. I would like to have people working where I'm not the maker. I am the greeter. I would love to be just kind of that person that welcomes people into Cave Cafe and, you know, help them with their experience with Turkish coffee and Turkish cuisine that I have people that are actually running the boat in the background because I've never needed to be the maker all the time. I would much rather be like, here's my idea. I got it going. Now you implement it and you take it over. I don't, I don't have ownership over stuff because it's their own entity. Amazing. And really our most important question is what is your superpower? I think my superpower is creating a community where people feel loved. I know that people come to my house for tea and for coffee. And then all of a sudden it's three or four hours later because they feel welcome. So I think my superpower is having the ability to welcome anyone into this space and honor them as their presence and make them feel loved and cared for and safe. Like I feel that 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 is one of the things that will create a successful cafe is because I'm just like, come on. Let's sit down. Do you need more tea? You know, like it's that nature of, yeah, come on, your family, creating strangers into family kind of thing. That's perfect. I know the listeners can't see this right now, but right behind you, there's a family quote that I've been looking at the whole time. Could you read that to us? Okay, hold on. It says, family, a little bit of crazy, a little bit of loud, and a whole lot of love. 
That is perfect. It's just your mantra has been sitting behind you the entire time. I know, right? <laughs> Elif, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I can't wait to follow up with you in a few months to see where you and your business are. Until then, where can our audience find you? So they can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And I also have a website. For Baklava, it's www.bohemianbaklava.com. On Facebook, it's Bohemian Baklava. On Instagram, it's Bohemian Baklava. For Cave Cafe, it's www.cavecafeslc.com and Cave Cafe on Facebook and Instagram. Amazing. We are going to put those in the show notes and we can't wait to catch up with you soon. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elif. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Here at the Freed Fellowship, we are building a community of talented individuals ready to make theirs and others' business dreams come true. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time as we interview another fellow team member. And until then, don't forget to free your mind, free your media.